Hey everybody, welcome to Multiverse News, a show that delves into all the cool shit that you want to know about. Oh yeah, my part. Uh, <laughs> so not scripted at all. No, no. This is it's I'm I'm thinking it's a dialogue show, right? That's good. So here we go. So at the Multiverse News, we're gonna talk about comics, sci-fi, fantasy, video games, animated universe, comic books. Um, essentially whatever tickles our fancy on that given week. And so, um, I guess it's your turn now. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah topics on this show, like the multiverse, are endless. Yeah. So, this being our first official show, I figured we'd kick off with some introductions here. Uh, to the right, busting his podcast slash YouTube video, Cherry, we have the main Marvel, Dave Hampton. Be gentle. It's my first time, that's right. Um, <laughs> over here. For like the three or four of you that's actually watched his podcast like I have. Probably right. We got the Loud Bostonian, Kevin Duffy. Yep. Yep. So uh, we have a whole slew of things we could talk about, but Dave is fresh off seeing Spider-Man Homecoming. I myself never did my review on it, so it seems like a perfect marriage for the first show, you know? Well, I wouldn't commit that much, but I mean... Okay, well... <laughs> I'm just teasing. It would be, um, yeah, you know, first I, date, first date, marriage, marriage, yeah, oh, you know, first right. date, first date. I like to be wine and dine first, this makes sense, I'm okay. down with that. All right. But, I, you know, it's a good it's a good place to start, it's uh, somewhat timely, you know, if it's, you know, two weeks past the release date, kind of <laughs> timely, yeah. but, you know, it's the biggest comic book movie that's happened since we started this thing today. True. So, it is a fairly good topic to start with. So, to cover that, we're going to just give you guys some likes, some dislikes, what we want to see out of Spider-Man in the Infinity War, and what villains are hoping for in, in the next in the sequel, which, I don't know what they're going to call it, um, Graduation, um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it's this, we've, we're out of the number system at this point, we're out of like Spider-Man Spider-Man, Spider-Man after Homecoming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he gets laid. It, no, it, no, it, like, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Three. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third one, but all um, right. So but yeah, so so yeah, we'll jump right into it. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, so okay. what'd you like? What I liked about the film, uh, I obviously from you, you got to see him in in uh, Civil War, which is good. I think Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. I think he is a great Spider-Man, even better Peter Parker, which is which is like phenomenal because I mean Tobey Maguire was like sixty five years old and he oh, was yeah. he was supposed to be playing a high school kid. Totally unbelievable. Uh Andrew Garfield was okay when he was you know in the other one, but again, just pretty boy. He's a pretty boy pretty boy Spider Man. He's too pretty boy. He's too pretty boy, right? I mean, yeah, the, the, he's got the big nose thing going on, but I, mean, I, I, I don't think either of us can really judge on that. Wrong with so. the big nose, Andrew <laughs> know, right? Garfield. Yeah. But uh yeah, so we're, I, we're fans. Yeah. yeah. No, so, those movies were good. They were solid movies. Yeah. They um both of them, even Spider-Man 2, I didn't hate Sp- The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yep. that Andrew Garfield did, Sure, but it was one of those movies that happened right after The Avengers where they tried to stuff as much as they possibly could into there because everybody wanted a piece of that Avengers pie where they wanted yep. to create their own multiverse that was as deep as the MC, uh, MCU there. Right. And like as we've seen, personal opinion here, all those iterations have kind of pretty much failed or fell on their face because they tried to do too much too fast. Where, I mean, if you go back to the first movie of the MCU, Iron Man, they stepped it up gradually. Yes. And we've kind of digressed off Spider-Man Homecoming a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Conversation does right. Back. So, what did back, you, so, so I like add on I, to the Tom Holland thing. I like Tom and, Holland, yep. And more in the way they wrote Peter Parker. Right, very good. He's a dork. He's mm-hmm. a nerd. Mm-hmm. He wears, I mean, I had to write down some of the slogans from the t-shirts because they were so freaking awesome <laughs> that I literally paused my, interrupted my thought process in the movie and said, 
that's a perfect Peter Parker t-shirt. Yeah. You know, the one with the uh, the two atoms on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm missing an electron. And the, and the friend's yeah, yeah. like, are you positive? Yeah. And I mean, like, this, this is the type of stuff that was missing in the previous iterations of Peter Parker. Like, you know, they did the whole... God. Um, they rushed the high school thing and all the other They ones. did the she's all that thing for Tobey Maguire's yeah. Peter Parker. You know, he wears glasses mm-hmm. and wears a ridiculous shirt. And then by the end of Spider-Man 3, and he's got the Venom suit, and he's like Mr. Stylish Emo Peter, like, Tobey. Mm-hmm. And, like, ah, what, whatever, done with that. It's not real true geek. It's not how kid, dorky high school kids dressed on top of the it fact isn't. that Tobey Maguire was, like, 30 when they filmed that movie. <laughs> I, think uh, was like, I think he was, like, 38, dude. He, he, yeah. was, like, he was, like, looking in, at, at least at booklets about AARP. Yeah, so, like, I, yeah at this point, was, definitely. It was on his mind. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I liked, I liked, I think, I think Tom Holland was great. I think they wrote him great. I yep. think the high school stuff worked. Uh, Not only did it work, it, it led the film. It, it's it did. What, it's oh, totally. made the film endearing. It's what made the film... Small, which was huge for the street movie. Street level. It was huge a street for the movie. level. It was a street level Marvel film, which they haven't had too many of those. Most of them have been on the global, oh my God, world right. disaster scale. And this was just, you know, a kid trying to stop a robbery. I liked it. And the high school stuff made it endearing, and it made it feel different, which... Right now, with these movies coming out like five, six a year, you need something that makes them unique on top of just fun and a spectacle. Agreed. To watch. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, I love another thing. I love, obviously, Michael Keaton, fantastic. I thought you know, and I'm going to take that a step further because we, we we talk Tom Holland, we talk Michael Keaton. I can't think of a cast member that I didn't like. I, I thought the casting was well done across the board. Yeah. On top of this being the hottest Aunt May in, like, history. Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, like, in fact, my, oh my one of my only complaints is there wasn't enough Aunt May. <laughs> I mean, all I just thought of to myself was, I wonder if Marissa Tomei's single, and I wonder if my wife would mind. Like, <laughs> I feel like with Marissa Tomei, she would understand. I feel like my wife would understand. Uh, my wife probably just will hear this at some point, if she listens to it, and maybe kill me now. But yeah. whatever, it's cool. It was worth it. It was Sarah, worth it. if you're listening at home, Dave said this first. I'm just yeah. agreeing with him to make him look less bad. Um, so. You know, if it makes you feel any better, Tina, I know we were on a date when I made this observation in my head. So, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awkward enough for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving on. The other thing I really liked was the dialogue. I thought it was well written. I thought he was the appropriate amount of witty yet unsure. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a good job of... Showing the journey of him being a kid with superpowers who's just having fun. Like, the scene with him tightroping on the web, jumping up and down because he's bored. Exactly. Right? Like, yep. they did that. And then as the movie built up, the responsibility of the suit settling in on him of the thing that ended there. And, you know, I mentioned the suit. I think it's not a good point to pivot to the dislikes because I think <laughs> it's the easiest thing to dislike like slash dislike. Yeah. And I like it because it modernizes it and it makes sense in the terms of the MCU. I agree. I dislike it because it's not the Spider-Man I know. It's not the Spider-Man mm. I grew up with. And it really had to resolve that to enjoy the movie. So for the diehards out there who are like, I mean, her marker isn't Peter Parker enough. And Iron Man never did this at this mm. point. I mean, and that's the voice I'm going to give you diehards because, you know, that's kind of how you sound. Um, I get it, though. I get it. I get why you couldn't get over that. And I understand why that would be a point of contention. Right. So that's, again, this is 100% my biggest beef with the movie was the suit. And I understand that if Tony Stark's making your suit, it's going to have some Iron Man-esque Stark tech in the suit. I was expecting it. I mean, you kind of saw it in the last movie with the way the eyes moved and such, you know, stuff like that. I was okay with a little bit. I think 
the heads up display threw me off. Like that's so that, that's that's that, right, 100% right. Iron Man. Like right. I don't think he needed that. Maybe you kind of do. You didn't need to see it though. And I also I also didn't like. Uh, it allowed for a couple of cool like point of view scenes, but right. they weren't necessary. So to your point, I agree. But he's. I mean, some things are cool. Like I understand that maybe it gives him a couple of different options with the web. That like realistically. Why the hell? How would Peter Parker know how to spin a web like a spider? That's like I don't know. Did you have so, you so, seen the uh, the current animated show they have out? I have not. Well, instead of Tony Stark, it's Nick Fury that like uh, gives him the suit, takes him under his wing, mm-hmm. and he doesn't give him the suit, but he gives him a web shooter modification upgrade, which has the electricity web, and mm-hmm. so they could have done something similar to that where he had like options to cycle through in the web shooters without getting to like the you know iron spider type suit that he dons in civil war level of ridiculousness right because really that's kind of it was it definitely felt inspired by that whole journey of tony stark taking peter parker under his wing in the initial civil war and this is for people who actually read comics right there is that that happens he designs a suit the iron spider thing happens Mm -hmm. and peter parker gets all these ridiculous options like in homecoming um, and I like that they leaned on that, but I mean, this is well later in Peter's journey. Right. Um, it's an established he's, Spider-Man. He's married, he's married to MJ at this point, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so he's an established Spider-Man and it took him this long to come out. Um, and he's like, I think he's a teacher, like a broke teacher when this all happens. Right. So, I mean, but whatever we've gone, we've gone. So that's, into- so that is, so my other problem with it, and you said the cast across the board you liked and yeah. my, I liked the main cast, cast across the board was yeah. good. But the supporting unnecessary cast, the, the friends he has, I didn't like any of them except for Ned. I thought Ned was okay. I thought Ned was good. It was good to have a balance like that. Really? The girl at the end who says her name is Michelle, but you could call me MJ. Michelle MJ. You didn't see that coming. That's Zendaya. That's, that's so the, stupid. That's the big I understand. Star. I understand. But she doesn't have to be Mary Jane Watson. No, she's not Mary Jane Watson. MJ. She's Michelle Jesse Watson. That's like, uh, and, and I, 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 <laughs> hate, I, I hate, I hate to, st- I hate, I hate to, to steal the vibe off of another uh, great YouTuber, Jeremy Jans. But he said it best when he said, "That's like Ned at the end of the movie saying, I'm Ned, but my friends call me Harry Osborn.' It's just like you don't have to be that character." Well, again, we don't know if it's that character. She's fucking that character. <laughs> She's that character. Sorry for the f bomb. There'll be a lot of them, I'm sure. But she is that character, and she didn't have to be. And well, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shirt. Says, I hope not my MJ. Oh well, good for you. Good for, good, good for you there. Because until until she had dyes her hair red, I'm gonna go ahead and give her free pass. She's Michelle. Yeah, it's not Mary Jane Watson who is MJ. It's Michelle. Yeah, J something. Right. <laughs> Why can't people have same initials? Ah. I don't know. All right, so this is this is. I, I, I knew there was going to be a point of contention here. I actually thought it was going to be on the suit with you. I didn't uh, think. No. I didn't think it was going to be on MJ, who I thought was so forgettable and unnecessary. But well, I thought the casting of that of the casting was overblown. The role was so minuscule because she was just like rebel girl in the corner, mm. which I, I thought, hate everything. Well, I thought was dumber than anything else. Although probably pretty yeah. accurate to how teenagers are nowadays, oh, for well, sure. Definitely, but like... I'm I'm 15, or I'm, I'm quite a few years removed from being a teenager myself, so... But I imagine I acted similarly when I was a kid. On that note, <laughs> on that note, I know it worked for the movie, I know it made it more fun, I didn't really care for the twist that uh, Peter's crush was the, the villain's daughter. I actually, daughter, yeah. you know, that actually brings me around to something I didn't even write down on my notepad here <laughs> because I was like, oh, God, I guess it makes sense. It gives them this. They gave him a great scene. It gave Tom Holland and Michael Keaton a great Probably scene. Probably the best scene in the movie. I mean, seriously, when my daughter starts dating, 
I'm going to start cutting veggies and washing knives and, do, and talking like this to mm-hmm. people because I literally was watching, like, that's great. Cause especially because Michael Keaton, you know, at this age of his life, looks more like the Joker than Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you had the crazy eyes going yeah. on there that were quite intimidating on top of the knife pointing at people. I, you know, that scene worked, but I just didn't like the cliche-ness of it. And then that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And But, I mean, at the end of the day, this is what I'm going to say about the MJ thing. It's, it's what I'm going to say about any time they try to revamp a fictional character mm. it's a fucking fictional character get over it people i know internet but... fictional characters jay and silent bob said that one best all right but it's agreed i agree that it is uh a fictional character and, and honestly like i said as long as it, you're not messing with my spider-man you're not messing with my villain with the vulture yeah. great as long as you're not messing with those people and you need to deliver them perfectly i will grant you minor changes to supporting roles outside I of the nostalgia I'm sorry, guys. MJ is replaceable in a different way as long as they tell the story the right way that leads up to whatever them dating, whatever. If that's the, even the real MJ. Yeah. And, and honestly, no Gwen Stacy yet, so who knows what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. Yep, that's true. I don't, yep. I don't know who they're going to cast. They, they might stay away from Gwen Stacy because she was so important in the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. Well, I, I did appreciate the whole neck snap thing, but, you know. So, I think we got to pivot here because yeah, we, running, we, we do have some time. We do have some time restrictions this time around, guys. And, you know, maybe next time we won't have the same time restrictions, but we do. So, we did talk about Infinity War briefly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and lead this one off. I want to see Spider-Man focus on saving the little people. He is a street-level hero mm-hmm. in his heart and soul. He is going to want to save the day, but he's going to see the rubble following falling on somebody, or he's going to see the bridge falling down, and he's going to be the one that swings in and takes care of the bridge while Captain America is trying to punch Thanos in the face, because that's who Spider-Man is at his, at his core. Agreed. And so I want to see that, but I also want to see... Spider-Man wit and sucker punch at some point where he's going to come in out of nowhere on a swinging kick to the face or yep. or just Spider-Sense dodge when Thanos thinks he got him and, mm-hmm. and, and hit, him, hit him in the back or tie him up in the web. And it's not going to work. I'm cool with that because honestly, Spider-Man versus Thanos, we're talking like, you know, no chance. But it'd be fun. Yeah, you see, I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, the no chance thing, he's obviously not as strong as Thanos, but... This this Spider Man that they've written, he's one of the heavy hitters in the in the Avengers. If you think about it, yeah, I mean, it, I mean uh, actual physical strength wise, it is Hulk, Thor, and Spider Man's at, at least close to next out of them. It, Maybe the I don't know how strong the Vision it's, is. It's it's really hard to determine because of the Vision because there isn't many strong strength based characters in the mm-hmm. thing. And honestly. The Iron Man suit does the so Iron much. Man suit, and okay. Tony Stark's True. programming and, and the role that he plays in the MCU is so vast. It's really hard to understand where Peter's strength truly comes into play here. Uh, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, he's on the better-than-average strength side. Definitely. Um, but we also know how strong they're going to make Thanos. We, we're assuming Thanos is going to have Hulk-ish strength or Thor-ish strength at some point because he's built that way. I would say at a base level, yeah. they're probably going to put him... Right around Thor strength yeah. level, but then with the gauntlet, he's pretty much unstoppable. Well, so, right, the gauntlet has the whole power gem aspect, where right. it's you know more than just strength. It's like I punch through, I punch through planets. Like I would be shocked yeah. if at the end of this this whole thing, if he when he eventually loses the gauntlet in either the second movie, definitely the second movie. I think the first yeah. movie, and I don't think anyone expects this, this first movie to end in a happy place. No, God no. So, part twos never have happy, never have happy you know interludes. It's basically like you mean part one of two. 
part, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, part one of two. Yeah. They're basically like, ah, oh, shit, we're fucked. And that's yeah. how the movie ends. That's so, exactly how So, by the way, spoiler alert. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you'd have to be living under a fucking rock to, yeah. assume, that these, to assume that these guys are going to take Thanos, like, quickly and easily. But oh, yeah. I would assume, like, by, like, in the second movie that you would see you would see at least the Hulk, like, like finally getting the chance to, like, really fucking nail him. And oh, just, yeah. But, that, again, we're off topic. What I want to see from Spider-Man in, in Infinity War, and I know, and this is, honestly, just for, from a perspective of how angry I am about what Sony's doing with the Venom movie, I would like to see, and I told you, I spoke with you oh, about yeah, this, you I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing, and as a way to kind of up the strength level, too, if the, sim, the Venom symbiote is on one of the ships that Thanos arrives in, and Spider-Man gets it. Because, and this isn't even for, really, Spider-Man. This is straight up because I don't see how Sony can do a Spider-Man movie, I mean, a Venom movie, and just be like, oh, yeah, he got the symbiote, but we're not telling you why. Like, this, that there's no... There's no reason for that character to have spider tendencies if you don't have the backstory of him it being on Spider-Man at least once. And if if the woman who's in charge of Sony says that these are all connected, then you have to at least address. I mean, maybe the Venom movie's gonna be set 10, 15 years in the future, and that that solves it, I guess. But ah, for me, I but, mean, there's there's a lot of unknown there, and and I'm not really hanging my hat on concerns with that movie yet. True. Luckily, there. I mean, Sony's been wanting to make this movie since Spider-Man Three because <laughs> they. Made Sam Raimi do something he didn't want to do, and Sam Raimi does what he does best. He cornballed the hell out of it because you know that's what he does. He wanted Venom to be the the end of that movie, is what I remember reading. He wanted it to be the cliffhanger leading into what he was going to do. For he Spider-Man wanted to tell 4. a Sandman story. Yeah, and he wasn't allowed to tell a Sandman story. Yeah, and you know whatever it is, what it is. I actually had a unique thought on this, and I'm not going to go too deep into it because because we are we're we're running real short now. But um, Rocket, Groot, Drax, Spider Man banter for like five minutes that's what i want mm. i just want those four characters to be in a room and meet just because i can see peter being like what the hell is this talking tree why is this raccoon talking <laughs> i can see rocket freaking flipping out and trying to kill him yep. and i can see drax being totally confused and having a great one-liner somewhere in that sequence uh, you can't, and i just want that comedy that whole that whole movie nothing about that movie is is going to be negative for me because it's 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 throwing together all these characters is just gonna end is gonna be so funny peter quill coming back to earth and seeing people like the fucking hulk and being like what yeah. the fuck yeah like like, like yeah. this is what i live with out in space i didn't expect to come back to earth and have it be like this well i mean it maybe maybe that first quote in the avengers the uh about the people who quote death being or a hunt death or whatever it was i don't even know the quote uh, anymore. court court, court death. death she said yeah attracting thanos and like Earth in the Marvel Universe being this in ridiculously condensed place of powered and talented people, mm-hmm. I would just like to see his reaction to that as well, because he's all over the place, he sees everything, and they're going to seem like cavemen in some ways because of all the technology he's accustomed to, but then he's going to, right, run across gods and Thor mm-hmm. and all this other shit, and it's going to blow his goddamn mind. Um, yeah, this is uh, a Spider-Man review, we've, yeah, we've, yeah. we've well, jumped around quite no, a bit. No, no, this was a topic, if it was, was a topic. <laughs> And we're back to Spider-Man because what villains do you want to see in 2.0 okay. Homecoming? Ooh, babe, I want to see, I want to see Craven more than anything. I swear to God, and it, it's, it's funny it, you say that. It, I had him on my list too. Yeah, yeah Craven. Yeah. For me, it's Craven, uh, and I know everyone on the internet's pining for Mysterio. I don't know. I feel like his his powers are totally cool for for bringing into into the into and, Spider-Man and, and causing him like you know some trouble, but that. Classic, this classic, classic Mysterio bubble dome top was. I just don't see a cool way that's going to look on screen. Uh, I mean, 
I think you can tell a good Mysterio story. I'm just not that ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. Craven would be a great future state Spider-Man story because I was thinking about this myself. And Craven is a fun villain, but the best Craven story is the last the, the hunt, hunt. The last hunt, yep. He, where he pseudo kills Spider-Man. Yeah, that's and that's, and this Tom Holland, he's not there in the in the character's arc of Spider-Man to make a good movie yet. So you would have to do it. A Spider-Man movie without Tom Holland, and I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, because, true. Yeah, that's so true. that's where I go with Craven. I would love it. What I would really like to see is <clears throat> have them build on Matt Gargan, the Scorpion. Yeah, you see him Remember at the that. end. You see him at the end of him. Uh, but uh, have him be the henchman to the Kingpin, and let's freaking tie together the Netflix universe yeah. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Spider-Man is a street-level hero. The Defenders are street-level heroes, yep. and we finally get that nice connection between the two worlds that they kind of underplay too much in the Netflix world, and they don't even sniff at in the, in the cinema. That's true. That's and, and so true. I think it'd be a natural, organic way to do that. And the Kingpin is a perfect Spider-Man villain. He is one of the classic Spider-Man villains, and he is a great villain for this maturity of the character because he's a street-level villain who has too much power and who Spider-Man could theoretically punch in the face and beat, right? Right. But Kingpin always outmuscles him, and so it just makes a good time. And if they wanted to go for real bonus points, they could even find a way to turn that into the Spider-Slayer robot storyline from that <laughs> 90s yeah. Spider-Man comic <laughs> show. And that would be fun as well. That would be good. And, and so I think that's where I end all this stuff, though. I mean, that, yeah, that was my, that's my Spider-Man who uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to loop right you want, back. You want, to, you one, want one, one more point? You want one more point? So, so uh, just on what you said about Craven, what you said, how you don't think he he's the old enough of a Spider-Man to really to tell the best Craven story. I, 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 the I, best I agree Craven. with that. You could do Craven, but I not agree with that. The but, Last Hunt. But from the other perspective of that, with him being a kid, yeah, and having having someone like Craven who's like literally out to kill you, yep. That would be epic, just because it's like There's, this. This is totally a new ballpark, and it would make the the weight of that story so much better. Because it's like he's a kid dealing with a, literally someone who's only out to kill him. Well, you could tell you could do something. You were talking about unique twist on the superhero formula, a thriller. You now have a thriller that would be akin to Winter Soldier, which is probably mm-hmm. my favorite comic book movie to date, if not in my top five. It's in my top yeah. three. I think it might be like it's, number one. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty high up there. I remember I said it to you after the movie, and your first response, and I remember this was, ah, you just like Captain America. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that's but, true. but, anyways, um, multiverse, multiverse news. That's podcast. Followers. That's episode that's one. That's yeah. Episode one, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. All uh, right. So we'll enjoy begin. it, share it, like it, uh, watch it on YouTube, Facebook, um, wherever you digest your podcasts. That sounds good. See you guys later. Love you. Bye.